Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I am excellent. How are you doing tonight? I'm here with my daughter. Look, Megan's here. First, Megan. first appearance. Second appearance. Second appearance. You've been appearance. on before. Bye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When we like interviewed Nikki. Yeah, it was great. It was a long time ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Actually, I think me and you, I was trying to get dirt on John. Oh, I was like, right, right. what's he really like okay, as yeah, a father? Yes. Yes. Right. Yes, and I then remember. you were like, he's actually amazing. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is sweet <laughs> and so much more boring than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Megan's here for a very specific reason. I guess I'll give you the backstory. So um, I don't know how long ago it was that Hulu and Netflix picked up all the old seasons or most of the seasons of Survivor. Megan comes home. She goes, oh, I've been watching Survivor. Have you ever seen it? I'm like, have I ever seen it? Like, you know, I've been, I'm an OG. I've been around forever. She's like, oh, I've been watching. So we started watching together and religiously. Like we would just binge on that. We'd, we'd hit like a Sunday and we'd sit on the couch and we'd watch eight episodes, 10 episodes. I mean, you're talking like oh, hour long episodes shit. here, right? So we'd be on the couch all day long. We're ordering Uber Eats. We're just like total <laughs> slobs, just, you know, watching people do fitness stuff. And we're just sitting there eating popcorn and pizza. <laughs> Throwing and, Cheetos at the TV. <laughs> yeah. You, and you suck. Get, yeah. And you get really invested in like the, you know, the, the people that are on the show. And, uh, like happens from time to time, there will be someone on and Megan will be like, Oh, Hey, Hey, daddy, that person's a CrossFitter. And so, you know, I have a huge ego, so I'll go see if they follow. And in tonight's show, we have Natalie Anderson with us, who was, uh, obviously on survivor a couple of seasons. And this happened, Megan's like, Oh, she's a CrossFitter. And I go look her up. And of course she follows. And, um, and so that's like how this started, but because I'm always trying to impress Megan, uh, you know, I kind of, I just, I watched the page and I think at some point, and I'm going to introduce you here in a minute, Natalie, but at some point, like Natalie commented on one of my posts. And so I'm at that point, I'm texting Megan going, Hey, I have a new BFF. <laughs> and first uh, of all, I'm outraged at that, at that text, <laughs> but second of all, LOL. Well, and so what happens then is because, you know, you have to impress your daughter how cool you are. Then, uh, you know, then you comment back. And then eventually, uh, Natalie and I chatted from time to time. And we've come all the way to her being on the show. So it was a huge Yay. introduction to say, welcome to the show, Natalie. How are you? Thank you. I have to just say that I DM'd him. I was like, so when am I going to be on the show? <laughs> so Amazing. he actually asked me. I was like, so like, when am I doing the podcast? All right. Well, so this is a true story. I, I had you on my list to reach out to you. Um, you're actually the the second quote unquote reality person we've had on the show. Also, oh, who's Megan. number one? Oh God. Oh yeah. So so. Oh, um, I didn't do that episode with you. Yeah. So who is it? Now I want to know. Do, do you watch The Bachelorette ever? No. Okay. Well. I I know some some of the people on there, but I've never watched. Yeah. So uh, there was a season. Oh, I here. There was a CrossFitter. Yeah, Luke P. And he was like some. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I he know. Was really uh, bad. Yeah. He, he was. <laughs> yes, he was the I was villain. gonna say. Yeah, he was the yeah. villain that season, and same thing. Megan's like, "Oh, daddy, he's a CrossFitter," and um, you know, now he trains at Mayhem, and he's a super nice guy, Luke. If you listen to this, I love you, bro. But uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so she did the same thing. Always a CrossFitter. And in those days, I was far more aggressive than I am now. And I was trying to show off. I'm like, I'll just get him on the podcast. So I just shoot him a random DM. And he's like, yeah, I'd love to come on, like immediately. And uh, so I messaged Megan. I'm like, hey, Luke P is going to be on the podcast. She's like, I hate that guy. <laughs> like, damn it, this backfired. Yeah, totally backfired. But it was fun. Yeah, so why can't he- you get... Of all of these like people and all these celebrities and whatever, why can't you get Joe? Oh, Joe I know. Who? Joe Manganiello. That's <gasps> all I oh want God, is, oh, for, is for him, him to be on this show. <laughs> he's all an official CrossFitter? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a CrossFitter. I, yeah. I, there, there are certainly some uh, personalities that follow that are interesting ones. Like Danica Patrick follows, which is a really kind of an interesting oh, one. because she's cool. Yeah. yeah. She was but, at the games, I think, the year I was at the games when mm-hmm. I was watching. I think she said she was there. Well, yeah. of all those people, Natalie, you're the best one who's on tonight. So, yes, thank you. <laughs> well, yeah. So for me, like, I obviously your your page is like iconic with CrossFitters because it's like 
all the things we don't want to admit about ourselves is the thing you make fun of. And all Fact. my friends make fun of me because I am a CrossFitter. Uh, so it's like your, your Instagram is the thing I send to my sisters and my cousins. And I'm like, yeah, this is me. And they're like, yes, that's you. You're a fool. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy your daughter's a fan and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. Uh, Meg's a real fan, like a true super fan, a <laughs> Stan, like, yes. like yeah. I, I can't, I, I don't know what it's like for you, but like when I watch the seasons, like. I can remember the winners. So like, I clearly, I remember you and, you know, kind of your journey through it. Megan's the one that'll be like, Oh, you remember when no, Tony said fans. this on episode four of <laughs> season 32? That's crazy. I think it's awesome that you guys got to do that together. I think during COVID, a lot of people kind of made survivor. Cause it was like my last season of survivor was the last like kind of show that got filmed before mm-hmm. COVID like wrecked filming. Mm-hmm. And we, my season uh, winners at war aired in the midst of like quarantine when everybody was stuck in their houses and a lot of families kind of got together and ended up making survivor their show. Uh, and like the finale was so weird. Cause instead of having the awesome finale, we, I had my first season, obviously I won. So it was a little bit different. We were like stuck in our apartments and like, uh, but it was cool to see people kind of come together and use Survivor as a way to like get through like that kind of moment. And it was weird because I was watching myself on Extinction and Extinction was exactly like COVID and quarantine. And I was like, oh my God, I'm reliving my Extinction nightmare <laughs> in real life. Yeah. So. Well, so your journey has always been particularly interesting to me. So it's super fun getting you on to get some answers to some questions. Nikki, yeah. I don't know. If, have you seen either of her seasons that she was on? I've just, I only have done the research knowing you were coming up on this okay. show. So I don't typically don't watch reality TV, but actually in doing just like poking around the shows that you've been on, I kind of was like, oh, I, I low-key want to go back and watch these. Is that weird? Well, yeah. Well, so I guess there's going to be some. Race. Yeah, I was on Amazing Race first twice. Then, like, CBS was just like, you know what? These girls are gold. They're brown. They're minority women. They're twins. Like, all these kind of check boxes. And we were really just good at being crazy and physical and strong. So they were just like, we need these girls on these shows. And then they put us on Survivor. And then I got casted just because of my strength to be on the challenge. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Well, your, your first season uh, or... Um... Was it blood versus water? So what it was it called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meg's yeah. got to help me with all the <laughs> yeah. details here. Yeah, Meg, you got to chime in when he's uh-huh, girl. Yeah, when I'm I, not sure he's getting it right. Yeah, when I butcher it. <laughs> okay. So, so Nikki, there's going to be some spoilers. So you can go back and watch these. I'm going to break your heart by spoiling totally some. Totally fine. Totally fine. I already know who wins Survivors. So. Okay. She already yeah. knows the team. Really. Well, in blood versus water, though, you know, you're there with a family member. So you've got your twin with you, which I, which is really cool. And then she gets voted off first. Yeah, brutal. So now you got to do the whole show without your partner. Like, how what? brutal was that for you? Or or was it not? Was that an advantage or disadvantage? I mean, in the end, it ended up being an advantage. But in the moment, like, everybody else had their loved ones. I'd never done anything. Maddie and I had lived together. Like, we were still living together when we went out there. And more than anything, I was just so pissed. I was so angry that I couldn't be there to comfort her and that these guys had voted off the season first. And I just felt so bad for her, like not even bad for myself. I just wanted like, I just wanted to get, and obviously you can see, I was like out for revenge from the time they voted off. So it ended up being a good thing for me. I, I had to like kind of soul search because I had always done things with her and I had to be like, can I do this alone? And I was like, I have to, I have to do it for her. So that kind of shifted my mentality. I was never in it for the money at that point. I was just like out to get all those asshole guys out, which I did one by one. I was able to vote off every single guy that voted against Nadia, I was able to like send them off and send them to the jury and make sure they voted for me to win, you know? So it was like this, like, I just went crazy. I went like, it was like guerrilla warfare, like just be my myself, like against everybody. It was so much fun though, to be able to do that for her. That's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you had this thing like Nikki and I joke on the show that um, one of my defining traits is that when someone comes at me, I just can't let it go. Right. And and they're going to get it back twice as hard as they gave it to me. What was interesting for me watching you on those shows is like, to your point, you were angry and wanted your revenge and you got your revenge. But you can't do that in Survivor. You can't go in and be a jerk like you still have to create relationships. And you did that brilliantly. Like, 
really got people to believe that, you know, you were going to carry them to the end as you're voting them off, which is, yeah. how, where does that gene come from? Is that, or is that just, was it natural for you or was it out of your character? Uh, I think it was natural for me. I've always been like getting in trouble my whole life. So Nadia and I always found ourselves in these weird situations where we were trying to either get out of trouble or we were already in trouble. And so I think I just like, I was friends with all the bad kids growing up. And I think that that was really the place I learned how to kind of maneuver and like lie and like get myself out of like this shitty situation that I was going to get caught in. But the patience, I think, was the biggest thing for me was because like, like you said, immediately when somebody does something to hurt you on Survivor, you can just be like, you can just go at them or you have to be patient and you have to kind of groom them and make them like almost trust you more. But just secretly, you just want to like slit their throats. So it was like a lot of <laughs> It's crazy because I was like giving rewards to the people I hated the most. So they would trust me more, you know, but uh, and then and, and then when I started doing it, I figured out there was this like pattern of like how to soothe people. And I was really good at it. But secretly, I was just like plotting my revenge. Um, but yeah, I never watched Survivor till I was on Survivor, Nikki. So don't feel bad. Um, cool. I just when they casted me, I was like, you know what? It's a million dollars. I'm just hanging out, hang out on the island. I'm an island girl. I, I think I could do this. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, what's interesting, what's interesting to me is your history in all of these reality shows that are so very much like physical based, you know, like yeah. you, you, you really have to put your body and your mind, but also your body to the test. And it's so cool to see that the training that you do on a daily basis, I mean, all of us are in the CrossFit gym on a daily and none of us are games athletes, really. I mean, yeah. I truly don't think games athletes listen to this show. So that's probably fair of me to say. <laughs> Only when they're um, on the show. <laughs> yeah, right. It's literally, yeah. Um, but we're just all out there every day, you know, trying to look halfway okay naked and be in a decent physical spot. And you've been able to take that like GPP as we talk about, you know, general yeah, physical and test awareness it. and test it and, and win. And like, yeah. Win shit all the time and I just think it's a cool testament to how like our everyday crossfitters are still like definitely a level above the average Joe when it comes to physicality and, and health and wellness and I've always like talked about CrossFit grooming me not only men like I'm a I'm a mentally and physically strong person but CrossFit has made me more mentally and physically strong than I was before. Like uh, when you talk about the longer workouts, when you're going in and you're like, you know, you don't want to do something, but you have to test that mental capacity to kind of push through and tell your body that it can do. Like I always gave shout outs. CrossFit has never really given me any shine, which is weird, but I've always, like my last time I was on my, my job description was CrossFit coach for God's sakes. <laughs> like that's what it was. Everybody was like doctor and, and I was like CrossFit coach. I oh, I that's want. awesome that's awesome <laughs> whatever but, i want <laughs> and i always and i had always had nanos this last season i had nobles but like before that i had the old school nanos and crossfitters would point that out and be like when you see the old school nanos like it's so obvious that you're a you crossfitter know. so and i went to the games like back in the day in la because one of my my close friends was a games athlete and you know people would be like oh my god the girl from survivor and she's like hey i'm supposed to be the famous one here <laughs> going up <laughs> But anyway, I digress. No, it is really cool to test that. I think I step up my training super intense before I go out because I know what show I'm training for. So for the challenge, I really switch to like really high intensity. Like, but I, I, I know that even if I didn't change my training, I don't have to get ready because I stay ready with CrossFit. Like there's no prep I have to do. Like the challenge, they call me like two weeks before filming. And they're like, can you film? I was like, yeah. Cause you know, I'm always, I'm always ready because of CrossFit. And that's just a part of my life. Now, You're you know? like, I own an assault bike, an assault runner, <laughs> an assault rower. Yeah. I can handle your shit. That's what you do. Yeah, I am what ready. are you going to throw at me? Yeah, seriously. I, I actually messaged oh. the owner of assault, of assault Fitness tonight. And I'm like, hey, do you know Natalie Anderson? Because she owns all of your shit. Who, and, which one is that on uh, Instagram? Tra yeah, Tracy, Tracy, ba Tracy Bates. And, oh. uh, and she goes, she does. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to stage an intervention. <laughs> It's, uh... <laughs> so CrossFit, the assault story is funny. The reason I have all that gear is because the old CEO, his daughter was a huge fan of me and he saw me at the games and his daughter said, dad, she should have won. Let's send her, let's send her a consolation prize. Aww. And so they send me the, and so he's the reason I got the connect with assault. And then obviously like I do a bunch of content for them, but it's literally based on this, like literally the, the CEO saw me at the games and 
he came up to me. He's like, where's your twin sister? And I was like, who's this creep? Like, why do you know I have a twin sister? <laughs> and he's like, I, you should have won the last season. I was like, dude, me too. I feel the same exact way. So that's how I got that connect. And they hooked me up with all the stuff, which obviously I love. Oh, um, that's really sweet. So I love sweet. the idea of a consolation prize. Because like- it was a $2 million pot and I lost $2 million. So I was like, fine, I guess the assault runner will make me feel better. I mean, it made me feel so much worse and yet so much better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's funny. It's just She didn't know me, but so the, the CEO at that time, he retired. So he's not uh, with the company anymore. But um, but I saw Nikki, you did like the home sweat workout. I got to do one of those too. Hell yeah, that was the best. Yeah. That was awesome. In the beginning of COVID, when that first came out and they were doing, they put out a ton of content and they're still yeah. doing this, by the way. I saw it's still putting out a ton of awesome yeah. content for people who have home gyms or maybe can't make it back to the gym or, you know, some yeah. gyms are going back to like mask mandates and stuff now. So this might be worth mm-hmm. uh, worth you guys checking out, but yeah. a ton of great, they sent me a bike so that I would do that for them. Um, and the workout awesome. I gave yeah. was brutal. Did, uh, and then, Nikki, did I, I tell like, you I'm doing a pilot program for them? Tell me, what is oh, it? Oh, I'm, I already regret it. I already regret it. It's, uh, they, they've put together this, um, it's an app. It's called fit and fit mm-hmm. already exists, which is, it's kind of like Peloton kind of right. It's, you mm-hmm. know, online fitness. And so they've connected this fit strap to, um, online workouts and they're sending me a Bluetooth monitor for the assault bike. And you do their workouts with the app and it measures you and gives you your score. And so I'm part of their pilot program and I hate that I'm doing it already. I haven't even done the first workout and I was looking at them today <laughs> thinking I'm going to die. This is not good. Whoa. Well, good for you. It, it yeah, did, that sounds fun. It did, however, force me to put a TV in my basement gym. So I may get nothing done now. I may just sit down there and watch TV. I may watch, watch the new Survivor. TV Survivor. You never know. I, w- yeah, literally. Survivor That's perfect. And, and- not Survivor and Chill, Survivor and what? Survivor and Kill. Basically. Have you seen the new Literally. season? So I haven't watched the last couple of episodes. Meg, don't spoil for me, but I was like not into it. Then I suddenly really got into it. Then I was into watching the Sri Lankan guy that he got voted. <laughs> and then I was like, now we're suddenly not into it anymore. No, now it's like it got so complicated, but I'm in, I want to watch it. So I have to catch up on two episodes because I was traveling last week. And then tomorrow I'll watch the finale, hopefully live, like I catch up so I can watch it. Well, we, you like I haven't it, seen it at all. Have you seen it? This is so embarrassing. I haven't seen it yet. I've oh, been like in no the rows of college admissions and I have yeah. had no time on my hands. Yeah, so just like, save it and watch it. Then I'm not going to spoil that's it. What doing. One of these day. days I'm going to just like sit down and binge every single episode. Yeah. So they change it a lot. I don't like that it's only 26 days. I was there for 39 days twice. And so 26 days, the prize money should be way less than a million. <laughs> Um, because you're not <laughs> suffering as much. And uh, <laughs> it's true. It's true. It makes total it. sense to me. Where, where is the threshold for pain? No, like, they get super skinny in those last like two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's so gr- I'm the only girl that was out there, like, you know, CrossFitters. So I'm out there like, oh my God, I'm so skinny. I'm, I look so gross. And all the other girls are like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And I'm like, shut <laughs> up. Because <laughs> no. I went out there, like I was in such good shape this last season. I was freaking brolic so fit and then i checked in at like 140 i want to say like seven like so much so much muscle amazing and i checked off i was 123 pounds yeah i was 39 days 39 i mean i wasn't eating anything until like i so i make my way back under the main beach and that's when i first started getting food again so for 36 days i basically ate like a tablespoon of rice a day yeah it's no joke nikki like that's how much i ate Hold on. So I don't watch this show. And so if there's other people watching who don't watch this show, can you just like crash course me real quick? Like you don't so get I've been fucking on, food. So I've been on two really unique seasons. Then my first season was blood versus water. Like, uh, like John said, I was out there with a loved one and it was a weird twist, but it's a really interesting twist. Cause you get to see people with their loved ones kind of suffering and have to making these crazy decisions. And the second season I was on was all winners. So it was all of all the 40 winners. They offered $2 million as their prize money, which made everybody go crazy. Obviously, $2 million is a lot of money. Yeah. And instead of having, when you got voted off, they sent us to this place called Extinction, which was like basically Survivor times 10,000, where there was no shelter, no food. I would sleep and I would get bitten by rats every night because there were rats on the island and we couldn't do anything. When you fell asleep, they would just cover you and like start nibbling on your body. 
Um, and so I lost a lot of weight because I was there for, I was the first one watered off. I was there the longest time. Um, and then you basically on Survivor, you, the losers have to vote for the winner. So you send off these people and you vote them off the island, but then your fate is in their hands at the end. You have to tell them like, listen, dude, I voted you off because it was strategic. Don't be salty. Vote for me. But everybody was salty my second season. So they didn't vote for me. (laughs) So you're in, and they just, they just drop you there and they're, they're just like, best of luck. Like, yeah, sorry, you're you not going to fucking eat. Yeah. You have one outfit and people come out like really low, like really low body fat. And I'm just like, oh my God, you're going to die. Like, I like try and get weight before I go out because I'm just like, I'm going to be starving. Why not just get hefty, you know? Um, but I was really fit and hefty this last season. Uh, my first season too. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going on Survivor. I don't know what my fucking excuse is. Might as well just get hefty is what I say every morning when I walk into my kitchen. Might as well just get hefty. Holy yeah, shit. So- I didn't realize that. So is there ever a point in which like the producers or whoever will intervene? Like if you're looking like you might not make it like truly. Yeah. My last season, Ethan, he's uh battled cancer twice and he's like, uh, his situation was crazy. And he came in not, he was already kind of lean. And at one point I told Ethan, I was like, dude, is this worth it? Like you're suffering here. The amount of stress that your body's going under can only, it can be good for whatever cancer cells you might yeah. still have. And yeah. he he just didn't want to quit, but he was on that brink. And a couple of times, like medical had to intervene just for him to not like pass out a couple of times. But he st- he stuck with it, and he looked so 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 bad when he checked out. Like he looked like on the like basically dead, which is scary, you know. No, I remember, um, I remember watching that season and like specifically the one challenge where you guys had to like carry all the logs up the mountain yeah like and you ran the whole thing and like it was so obvious that you were like so much like in way better shape than everyone else because they for some of them they had played like 20 years ago too you know it wasn't like they were playing recently and And, like people yeah people just don't get it so this workout that uh, meg is talking about it was a 20 log challenge you had to hustle with these 20 logs but the logs were probably three miles apart on this like weird terrain so everybody sprints at the start and like because of my crossfit experience i'm just like you know the real workout starts 10 logs in we have mm-hmm. 20 to go so i was pacing and i just i did it like a log like a workout and i was actually in may so i thought of it as my murph workout because i didn't get to do murph <laughs> that year and uh you know, it's weird, like the parallels, but everybody was like, yo, we knew CrossFit was, CrossFitters were fit, but you're really fit. <laughs> like, that's what everybody said. But yeah, Ethan almost died that episode. Yeah, that he episode. was like, ah, yeah, was but also so Ethan almost scary. died. <laughs> he did. Actually, <laughs> he I think that's when I like died. found out you were a CrossFitter too, because I was like, this girl has to do something. Like, she mm-hmm. is in yeah. clearly like way better shape than everyone else. That's wild. But still a peasant compared to the CrossFit Games athletes, but above average for most people. <laughs> there you go. I wonder what it would be like if they got like a games type athlete on that show. Like if they just went for like really high level fit people and did a whole season with just super, super professional fit people. They had their Miss Olympia. I don't know, Megan, if you remember, she was on one episode. I don't know. I didn't watch that season, but she was a black girl. Really, really Jack. She won Miss Olympia. Yeah, I remember her. What was her name? I don't know. But I wouldn't sacrifice my body. My job was to look like she looks. I would want to lose all my muscle and come back and have to try and like get back into it. Cause I don't know how she looked when she left, but she was yoked when she went in. Well, and Nikki, not all the challenges are physical. Like some of them yeah. are, um, are like puzzle. They have a lot of puzzle challenges. So you have to be smart. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of like balancing, a lot of balancing and like balancing. static ones. Um, so you have some advantages depending on your body type and mm-hmm. strength and other things. Um, it, it would be interesting to see a bunch of crossfitters. I don't think any of them would make it because they couldn't go long enough without food. Yeah. That'd be the real yeah. problem. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm impressed at how long you can go without food. Like how hard is that? And where is your breaking point? Like you said, 26 days, isn't long enough. Like at what point does it sit in that, oh my God, I'm only going to get a, a quarter cup of rice a day for the next two weeks. Like when a does that start? A tablespoon. She said a tablespoon no, like of a rice. Tablespoon. On extinction, it was like a tablespoon a day. Oh. It's crazy. Did they give uh, well, it to you? Can you forage? No, we had to, on extinction, we had to like walk like three miles to get our rice to share with everybody. And it was like so little. So they would make us like literally walk and suffer to get our rice, even though we were already like hungry and starving. Um, 
I don't know, like my, the second season I was on extinction and I was there for 48 hours, no food at all until they started giving me food. And, you know, you know, during my regular day, I'm like, oh, I'm so hungry. And then I re- remember and I'm like, Natalie, shut up. You're not that hungry. You're just literally greedy right now because I've felt real hunger and very few people. There are probably obviously even in America, people that actually feel that. But I've never really felt hunger until I was on this on the show. And it's a different hunger when you know you can't eat. It's not like, oh, I'm hungry. I have to wait till I get home to eat my food. Like, oh, I don't have a snack with me. It's it's so different when you know there's nothing there. And you have a choice on, on Survivor. Obviously, you can quit. But quitting is really not an option. If you're on the show, I feel like certain people like sign up knowing that they're going to suffer. So um, it's just like how much you want it, right? So like the hunger never goes away. And you're just stuck with this feeling of emptiness in your belly. And I would chug like water, like so much water just to feel full. But the full fullness was just like that feeling of not being able to breathe because you're so full, but it was, my belly was just full of water and that's what I would do. And then it's like $2 million is good enough of a reason to suffer for 39 days. <laughs> I don't it. know if it would be for I me. <laughs> I just really? Don't, I don't know. I hate Two being hungry is- so much. I yeah, don't you've know. You've never felt probably real hunger, which is like, nope. you know, most of us haven't until no. we get there. Definitely not. It is an interesting show to watch, Nick. So when you get around to watching it, like every time I watch it, I think I see parts of it. I'm like, I could absolutely do the physical challenges and feel Mm. good about them. Yeah. And I feel like I'd be pretty good in the social game for the most part. But then there are moments I'm like, yeah, but I come a real bitch when I'm hungry and you're hungry a lot. And I'm probably like, I'd make it, I'd probably make it to the jury, but I'd be out pretty quick at that point because I wouldn't have it in me. I know I wouldn't. So I'm always impressed particularly with the winners like yourself that can hold it together, like hold that emotional fortitude together to say, I'm going to cut this guy's throat, but I'm going to do it with a smile. You know, it's, yeah. it's really impressive because I would not do it with a smile. Not even close. No, he always says what he would say if he was in the position of the people. And I'm like, you would be out so bad. <laughs> oh my god! My first season, I kind of had those moments, right? John Rocker said something about my sister and I just let loose. There was no filter. I was like, come and fight me. And he was like, yeah, I'll fight you. I was like, come, I'm standing right here. And everyone's like, who's this crazy brown girl? But that was one, those are one of those moments when he said something like, like they don't show it, but he said something messed up about Naughty. He's like, yeah, that's, I'm going to send you with your sister. Something about Naughty. And I just like lost it. Because if you talk about my family, it's a wrap. So, and then I was like, shit, am I going to be able to rebound from this? But my tribe loved it because he, uh, John Rucker was a complete asshole, apparently. So they were like, yeah, Natalie. And I was like, oh, this worked out in my in my Okay. okay. Wait, let, let's back this up for a second. Nikki, do you know who John Rocker is? No. So, I was going to say, this is the perfect example of like a real athlete yeah. not doing well. Yeah. So John Rucker oh. was a Major League Baseball player and an well, exceptional no, an exceptional major league baseball player. He was the the relief pitcher for the Atlanta Braves for years. Then he came to Cleveland, which is why I know so much about him. And he was great at his job, but he also was basically running out of sports for making some racist comments and saying some really horrible things about people. And he's got a real Mm. confrontational personality. And what was impressive, and I guess, you know, I'd love some context from you on this, Natalie, is like, you got in his face and this is a big dude. He's not, he's yeah. not like this tiny little dude. Like he's a big dude. Like he's like six, five. Something. Yeah. He's a big, he's a big, scary guy. At least it yeah. would be to me. Like, and you didn't back down. Is that, is that, is that you normally? Or is that the, was that the hunger talking or both? <laughs> uh, I think that's me normally. I think I've had to always prove that I'm tough because there's stereotypes about what I, when I walk into a room, nobody's going to think that I'm going to stand up for myself. And that's just like how Southeast Asian women are perceived. And if I'm in, listen, in, in Trader Joe's, when I get tested, Nadia and I are the kind of girls that stand up for ourselves. And everyone's like, oh my God, they're crazy. Because people just think that I'm not going to stand up for myself and I'm not going to speak my mind because of how most people interact with Southeast Asians. It sucks, but that's just, I feel like my whole life I've had to prove that you shouldn't mess with me. Uh, and those are one of those moments. And even though I was standing there and I was like, I couldn't even believe afterwards that I did it because it's so absurd. Like, he's like, let's fight. And I was like, yeah, let's fight. He's like, if you were a man, I was like, come punch me. I don't care. Come, come, come at me. Like, it's so Jersey too. I was like, come at me, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just like part. And like my family. And I think I've always been felt like I have something to prove because people always underestimate me. And it's like, like this chip on my shoulder but I think it serves me well because I just, I'm very 
I'm very vocal about something if I feel a certain type of way. And I think it was half that, half Nadia, like, you know, being really upset about Nadia. Uh, and also half, I'm just a crazy, crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you fuck, you can't fuck with family. Like, that's like, yeah. no way. Like, that would set anyone off. And then, you know, couple that with all the shit that you've had to go through and all that, you know, the chip on your shoulder. Like, that's a recipe for fucking someone up. It just yeah. is. And John Rucker, he ended up being a really nice guy in person. This I didn't know idea who he was. I'm like, I'm like you, Nikki, and baseball is not my sport. But the guys on my tribe were like trying to rile me up, I guess, before the challenge. So the gay guy and the black guy come up to me and he's like, oh, you know who John Rucker is? He probably voted off your sister. I was like, no, who is that big guy? And they're like, he's this really racist, homophobic guy. So they got me riled up even before the challenge. And they were probably strategic. So when he said that, I just like went off, but I had no idea who this dude was until like my tribe mates like fed me all this info. But it ended up he was actually trying to save Nadia and like was working with Nadia. Nadia and him spent the entire like so Nikki, when you get voted off Survivor, you get to go on a trip with the losers. And Nadia was on a trip with John Rocca and they ended up becoming like best friends. <laughs> 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 and he visited me in Jersey afterwards and where everything's cool, but you know, it was just like the show was a mess. Oh my God. This show is, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to keep it straight when I watch it. There's so many different like storylines. This person oh, working you with get that so person. Invested. So into it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You just okay. get invested in their and it lives. Gets, it gets better. Like the more seasons you watch because people come back. So yeah. like I watched your season, then I went and watched like 31 with Jeremy and I just like, oh, I loved Jeremy, your yeah. season and like, I was, we were rooting for him. And the then you whole see a connection, like why we're so close is because Jeremy and I played together. So there's this unsaid bond about when we played the second time together, even though I never had pregame alliances, like Jeremy is just like, it's unsaid that we're going to have our backs and he's the only guy I trusted. Everybody else obviously voted me off the first day. But uh, yeah, it's like so cool to see people come back. And Jeremy's second season was amazing. Uh, his winning season was amazing to watch too. He was so when good. he did it, win. It was a masterclass. It really was. When he came he back, like he had it. He had it figured out. It, him for us, it was Jeremy's second season when he won, and yeah. Cochran's when he came back and won. Like you yeah. see people, perfect season. Yeah, you see people like go do it and when they don't win the first time and they figure out their mistakes and they come back and they yeah. fix those mistakes, it's really brilliant for you. You made no mistakes in the first one and you really didn't make any in the second one. You just didn't win the second one. She just didn't vote out to me. Yeah. Just didn't yeah. vote out to, I guess. So maybe you did make one, I guess. One, my, one mistake. my one mistake was not going to fire with Tony and not, because if I, if I went to fire with Tony, I would have won. I just trusted Sarah. And I, I still think Sarah lost fire on purpose because I saw her make fire before and she was stealth fire maker. And I just didn't want to risk losing because I'd never seen Tony make fire. So in my mind, he's a cop. He's a guy. All these stereotypes. I was like, he's probably amazing in fire. But I'd also seen Sarah. So I just shouldn't. I should have just taken into fire and I would have won. And that's been the hardest thing is not even the million dollars losing the two million. It's just like that last minute decision. I didn't like I just wasn't I didn't do what I knew I should have done. And I decided to let somebody else make fire and I'm good at fire. So I should have just done it. That's the only mistake I really made. You got an assault runner out of it. So, you know. <laughs> okay. assault runner, $2 million. So I have a question about that. So, cause you did win the 1 million at one point. Yeah. I did. So what, I feel like that's like this, I don't know, like textbook dream of, you know, people are like about a million dollars. Like, what of is course. it really like to win a million? Like, do you even get the full million? You get, because there's always like fine print on TV shows. It's like, oh, payable in installments of $5,000 a year for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, whatever. Like, what's it actually like to win a million dollars? I know. I feel like I'm jaded, but yeah, it is crazy that I want a million bucks. Obviously, New Jersey took like 100000 of it, and then the, the government took the rest. Like, mm-hmm. I basically walked away with a little bit over half. So, like, a little bit over 500. Uh, which is crazy because if you win two mil, you still walk away with just one million because you're giving away half of it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was crazy. They gave me a check and I actually got drunk my finale night. I lost the check, lost a million dollar check. And I another one issued to me because I like, yeah, it was just like, I thought I was going to get a big check, you know, and they were like, here's your check. It's a real check. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh it um, fell out of my fucking pocket no, I, like, what? I literally don't know i got so drunk that night so um and uh no it's, it was cool it was like really awesome it was definitely worth the suffering and um 
But for me, it was never the money that drove me on either of my seasons. Like my first season, it was Nadia. And the second season, I was my, I was my the one that I had to prove because they voted me off and I was angry at everybody. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to show you guys. You guys voted me off for a reason because you guys are shit scared of me. I'm just going to come back and like haunt you at the end and just like fuck all you guys over. So that's what I did. <laughs> I, I love, love it. I love it. Well, you know, Jeff Kent did say that the million is like 600,000 by the time of all yes. exit. It's true. It's true. And I have no kids. I don't like, I'm like the, uh, like the government's dream because I have nothing to write off. So they're just oh. like taking the maximum amount for me. Yeah. You're like some kids before I go. You should have like bought a house real quick and like, yeah, adopted, like, moved to Texas. Fast. There's no state tax in Texas. Did you know that? Oh, Las that Vegas. Yeah. Dang. So, like the survivor winners that win in 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 Texas or in Las Vegas, they get to keep an extra hundred thousand, and they Damn. because there's no state tax. Yeah, yeah. But a is house it worth in living in Texas for that? I, just buy a property in Texas. Yeah. Well, you lost the money because uh, you know in taxes. But what you do have now is an engagement ring. Didn't I see hey. that over the weekend? On my big dry messed up hands from cross i love it though congrats that's gorgeous yeah it's so pretty did you pick he, it like did you tell no, him what you wanted completely, to completely no i i would never do that he knows my style more than me because i'm not like i'm not the girl who grew up looking at engagement rings or ever right. looked at an engagement ring uh right. your fiance yeah, is a mountain right. by the way he is so he big is. and so strong. I every time I, I see you guys lift together, I'm so jealous of him. He's like push pressing 185 pounds of the day, like I do. Just the no, empty barbell. Press is 180. I'm like, how? Like that's heavy for me to back squat. For real, he's funny. Yeah, uh, it was unreal. And then and then you he, just casually dropped this uh, engagement photo on Instagram. It's like the fourth picture of five. Like didn't even, you know, just like, like it was nothing. And I just, I only noticed because all of a sudden I see all these congrats, you know, yeah. and, and I think a lot of them were probably former survivors because some of them had blue checks and I'm like, what are they congratulating her for? Like, what is going on? And so then I they swiped through. I'm like, holy shit, she got engaged. It's so awesome. Yeah. It was how, did it, how did it go down? Uh, so he's so funny because like, uh, obviously he wanted to do something with me working out. So I had, I actually was, I had a photo shoot in Vegas. So he just organized with the, the guys to play like one of the songs we always listen to, like one of our songs. And I was like, oh, cute, our song. And then he, I was just, we would, and he was, they were like, why don't you guys take some pictures together since we have some time? You guys want to take some cute pictures? And I was like, yeah, let's take some pictures together. So him and me were taking pictures and then he just like walks around. And I'm like, what are you doing? And then he just like, proposed to me he like gets down on one knee and then i get on my knees and he's like stand up you idiot <laughs> and, like, uh, and then he just gave it to me and i was like i was so surprised because i just did not see it coming uh, it's like so unexpected but also no without a doubt i always say that with him because i did not we did not see ourselves doing this seriously but it's like without a doubt but who would have thought that kind of thing you know me and him you mean doing this like when you first started dating? It was just kind of yeah, like, like actually casual, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I was his coach at the at the gym, and oh. uh, obviously you're not supposed to. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, uh, girl, you're not supposed to do that shit. Well, listen, he's my one guy. Okay, so I get okay. a pass because because I I was that coach. Was like, yeah, that's so unprofessional. I would never do that. <laughs> Oh, that's but cool. they, uh, yeah, so he was my uh, one of my athletes, and he used to start coming to work out. Obviously, at my classes a lot, and then I know I like somebody if I like make time to work out with them because I'm so like if anybody wants to work out with me, I'm like sorry, I don't want to work out with you. I just want to work out by myself. And then yeah, then we started dating, and um, we still work out together. He is an ex football player, but he still when I when I coach him, it's awesome. He actually listens to me, which is which is nice because uh, and he will never admit he's a CrossFitter, but he's a CrossFitter. Now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, that so is it- nice because I can tell you that normally that doesn't happen because like, I, there's not a cue in the world I could give Matt where he wouldn't look at me and be like, mm. the hand up, like, can you just, yeah, like, yeah no, 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 you keep going. What do I know? I've only been coaching this for 10 years. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, you do, you bro. That's fine. <laughs> how does, uh, how does he feel about your no bowl obsession? Oh, so luckily I don't pay for anything. Otherwise he'd probably there be you like, go, girl. <laughs> Noble is also a connect I got because of cross uh, because of Survivor, which is awesome. Uh, he they don't hook him up with anything, so <laughs> don't need me. So if he wants anything, he has to buy it. <laughs> Tell but, him to get uh, you in some of their ads. Why haven't I seen you in any of their ads? 
Solely, there's like another brown girl I've seen. I'm like, I could be that brown girl. Yeah, you should DM them and be like, hello, do you need an extra model? <laughs> Actually, that would be a really cool crossover. I love that because it's so very much a testament to like fitness IRL, you know, like. And all their, all their, actually, all the people that are on their website, they all look like real crossbows, which is really they nice. They are. Yeah, they legitimately yeah. are. Totally. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. I think they should uh, no, use that a photo fan. of you sleeping on Nobles uh, <laughs> in Survivor as one <laughs> of their my shoes. Oh, that was my pillow at night. Isn't that so sad? And they were not even that comfortable, but I would stack them in a way that my head didn't have to hit on the board when I slept. So well, what do you expect? Everybody knows snowballs aren't comfortable. So, yeah, that was a softball pitch. I'm sorry. I was just too easy. I was too easy. I'm just like, I'm floored at how fucking tough you are. Like, that just, it doesn't happen often. It, it truly doesn't. People don't like sign up for the shit that you sign up for over yeah. and over again. They don't make it through. They don't win. They don't sit here afterwards talking about how they had to snack stack rather their fucking shoes as a pillow at night and get bit by rats every night and eat a teaspoon of rice every night like i it doesn't have you are a rare breed of human it's really special and i'm I'm proud to have you as a part of the the crossfit community but i'm just floored i'm floored at how like you're just like yeah no big deal like yeah i lost like 30 40 pounds in 39 days it was fine and two million dollars <laughs> well yeah i mean that too um, but just crazy like it's crazy to me i stub my toe and i pass out for the day like it just doesn't happen yeah i think one of the main things that people always like i'm on cameo is like always people asking me for like encouragement and i always say you know we never know what we're capable of until we're being tested like do you think i knew i had this in me like obviously I did grow up like playing sports and I was always a tough girl, but really it's, it's just the capability of the human body and spirit and mind. And I've only learned this because of how I've been tested and like everything I've gone through is like practice for something that could be harder for me. My last season on the challenge, I was in it. I was like, what? Uh, I think I was there for three weeks and I found out I was pregnant and uh, you know, I couldn't compete. I would have definitely won the challenge. It was, I was out there. I had to come back home and then I, me and Devin went through like a pregnancy loss together. And so it was, that was harder than the season before. So in my mind, it's like, I've done hard things. And they only, if I come across something that's difficult mentally, physically, emotionally, that was really hard for my body. I was also in amazing shape when I went out there. And then I, I started like feeling my body change while I was on the show. And I was like, oh, I'm just eating all this rubbish food. It's fine. I didn't have any symptoms. I didn't throw up. I was sleeping in a bunk bed with these lunatic MTV people. <laughs> But I still was winning challenges, like swimming in ice water, like in with icebergs and stuff. And I was killing it. But I had no idea. I was like eight weeks pregnant. And when I got sent home, like it was like, oh, fuck, like I definitely could have won a half a million dollars on that show. But I was like, but I, at least I, I, it's a good reason I'm coming home. But then you don't even have that to celebrate. Ugh. Going through that was like, I was like, you know what? I'm tough. I can do this because of the stuff I've done before. And I so I think mental toughness is like physical toughness. It takes training and it takes like you committing to go through things that will allow you to, you know, be better at going through hardships. So like moving mm-hmm. through hardships. And I think it is a good trait of mine. I definitely am proud of being able to do that over the years. Cool. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that. I have been making jokes lately. I get annoyed at, uh, fitnessers and influencers and games athletes like every post is hard work pays off just do it you know and i never get that from you yours are always funny and clever and like kind of more to the point uh and demonstrating what you're doing which i really like uh as opposed to you know seeing these games athletes going oh it's a light day and they're snatching 350 pounds you know you're like okay buddy (laughs) we get it yeah we get you're a superhero yeah, but those guys are like on another level. It's yeah. crazy. It is, and it's like, oh, go ahead. You know what I'm gonna say? I like I watch them, and I'm just like Nikki. I'm just like, how do they do this? Like, I will be on a rower for a warm up for 200, and not all of it be like, oh, this sucks. And then I think they rode a marathon. Like, how? Sometimes I tell that to myself. Like, stop complaining. Just keep rowing, you idiot. You're not rowing a marathon. True. <laughs> you know. True. It's all it's perspective crazy. for sure. Yeah. For sure. But, how often do you yeah. find yourself doing these challenges on these games and, and going, 
okay, it's just two more rounds. Like you start breaking it down like a CrossFitter. Mm-hmm. Do you do that? Like the rest of us? Yeah, I do. I do because like, that's how I train. And like, obviously I changed my training up a little bit. So I do follow Misfit and Misfit is like one of those programmings that really gets you fit for anything. And like, I, I told them that I used, I trained like their programming and obviously I modify their regular programming. If I tried to do that every day, it's not sustainable for me, <laughs> but like when I follow it, I followed it to a T like obviously modified for my gym spaces, whatever I was with. And it got me in such good shape, but there's also str- strategic parts of workouts and challenges that I used on all the challenges I've been on. Um, the balance stuff is cool because obviously CrossFit, we do, we do train weird things like balance and like gymnastics helps you with that. And I was really good at all my balance challenges on survival, which I did not expect. Uh, And people would always ask me like, why are you so good at this? And I'd be like, I don't know. I just CrossFit. And I would be like an ex-football player, like a a Juilliard dancer. And I would be like hanging with the best of them, you know? So it's, it's cool to see that. But I do use CrossFit, like the way we train, the way we think about workouts. I used it a lot, actually. You're like, did you go to the island and go, man, 39 days to talk about nothing but CrossFit. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> no, I can't about CrossFit. Of course not. Like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm a trainer. I'm like a CrossFit coach. I'm like, oh, so like a, like a personal trainer. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah, those are the people who get voted out. Actually, it'd be this is the yeah. same ones that come in. They go, "Oh no, no, I'm not eating the chicken because I'm vegan." I'm like, "I'm voting your yeah, ass out on day one." Sorry, you're out of he, here. Some girls refuse to eat the rice because they were like, "Oh, it tastes weird." I'm just like, "Give me your rice. I want your rice." Yeah, it tastes weird, girl. It's the only thing you're gonna eat today. Yeah, what do you mean I don't it know. Tastes weird. People are weird. Um, um, wow. Trust me, of the weird things they force them to eat on the show, Nikki, the rice Some is of them. Le- the least Dude, of the weird stuff. I don't know if I can watch this. I feel like I'm going to be too anxious. No, no, okay, it's not a weird like a pizza. Yeah, true. Yeah, no, you can win. You can win rewards. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's the you get rice like most of the time, but then every now and then, like the winning team will get like a feast. Yeah. So basically, when you're on the brink of death, they start introducing <laughs> like. uh food reward then you can compete for food and you win food which is it tastes so good like obviously like you really need it and it does feel like good not only for like your body but it's like this rejuvenation like out there because you're next year like ready to go uh but they do feed us sometimes i didn't get any rewards this last season though they do feed us sometimes like <laughs> what in that. your mind makes you be like, yeah, 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 sign me up. I'll be right there. Uh, uh, hello, $2 million or a million dollars. I would rather food every day. No, this part's fun, Nikki. Like, this is the fun part because what ends up happening is, you know, they starve them for weeks, right? And then they have a food challenge and they don't, it's not like they're giving them, you know, lean meats, nuts, and seeds. They're like, oh, no, no, yeah. no. Here's like a, a tray. Here's a, here's a tray of donuts, a milkshake, and a bottle of wine. Good luck. Yeah. And they'll go just pound Crazy. the stuff. And next thing you know, they're shitting their pants. It's great. Yeah. Well, yeah, duh. But I told the guys whenever I would win, I was like, the guys that I actually liked that I was working with, I was like, don't touch the alcohol. I was like, just pace yourself. Obviously, none of the guys listen to me. So, like, Wes. My first season, him and Keith got so drunk and then they threw up all the food. I was like, there goes all the sustenance that you could have used is all coming up now because you just got drunk as well. Like, so stupid. Keith would have done that. Yes, that's <laughs> a total key thing. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about Keith. I loved him. He was oh. Keith is awesome. Yeah. So good. All right. So a couple wow. of rapid fire questions is wrap this up. Yeah. So, and these might, some of these may have come from Meg, but one of these I highlighted because I want to know this too. So is Jeff really that pretty in real life? I really want to know this. He, uh, yes, but it, lots of plastic surgery. Does he? Really? Yes. Every like couple of seasons, he gets like a face and a, like so much Botox. He looks very artificial in real life, that but he's so preserved sad. well, <laughs> but he's preserved well. I mean, he's got a lot of work done, but. Oh, I'm a huge Jeff fan. That is so he's sad. a nice guy. He's um he's changed over the years and he's definitely so invested in the show. Like he is in it. He's not just there to host, like he is obsessed with the game of Survivor and it tell and you can tell. There could be no other host, in my opinion. Yeah, if you yeah. Want, they'd have to end the well, show. Apparently the Australia I've never watched Australian Survivor, but apparently well listen to this, okay? Apparently it's twice as long with half as much as much money. And they get they get even shittier conditions than we do. So Americans apparently we're just soft compared to the Aussie survivors, which I need to check out and look up the Australian survivors. I kind of want to watch it now. 
God, that's yeah, terrible. And Why would anyone terrible? Even... I think someone might legitimately die on that show. Like, no. Yeah. There's been some real close calls, Nikki. Real close Dude, calls. I get like once every two seasons, that gets airlifted out. Yeah, they airlift people out all the time. It's great. Yeah. How many seasons I mean, like, of this has happened? How much? Forty one seasons. There's forty one seasons. You're a little bit seasons. It's easy to catch yeah. up. Forty one. They churn out two a year, in, in, only because of uh, Corona. They didn't last year, but they churn out two seasons a year. Oh, okay. So it's been on for like 20, yeah. 20 some odd years. Because I was yeah. like, I remember the first season and that guy who won. Like that was probably the only. Yeah, that's the guy. So yeah. I don't want to break your heart, uh, Manly, but you're actually not the first Survivor, survivor winner I've met. Oh, who? So Richard I was Hatch? here. Yeah. So I was here in Cleveland, and I'm having dinner with a buddy of mine. And I'm, he's like, hey, we we're going to go to this bar and have some drinks. He's like, and a friend of mine's coming by and I want you to meet him. He's like, but I want you to know before he gets here, he's, he's just got out of prison and yeah. he gives me the whole story. And I'm like, okay. And so his friend comes over and I meet his friend and I'm talking to him and he's like, oh, I'm in town meeting my friend. And Richard Hatch walks up. And because I've watched from season one, I'm like, holy yeah. shit, you're Richard Hatch. Like, just like yeah. total geek you know and he was the nicest that's my dude. boo fyi i love Richard. yeah he was Wait, so he went, nice so did he nice. go to jail because he didn't pay his taxes yeah 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 <laughs> you know i guess back in the day like nobody knew about i guess it was like the first reality show with this, such a big prize money i don't know the key but i i'm assuming he just didn't know that you have to like pay taxes on there and he didn't pay it and then he went to jail and he had to pay the taxes i think well, huge props to him. He stood there and, yeah. and listened to me be a total nerd for 15 minutes and shook my hand. It was super nice. And uh, I was impressed. But that was um, my first my first real, my first survivor person I met. So sorry, you're number two. But number two. You're still Fine. the best. You're Fine. still the best. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. And then we'll get off the soapbox. I actually want to know this. So one of the things that's inter- really interesting to me about the show of how much of it there's so much drama like and it's really well dramatized and you guys are sitting out in the wilderness or you know these desert islands for you know i'm assuming most of the time doing nothing but starving right like how much of that dramatization is staged is any of it staged none of it staged is it you know or does it just happen and they just because they catch everything on video they're able to piece it together so they don't stop filming us uh the only time they don't film us is if we're going to the bathroom and we have like this code that we say, we say we're going to coconut grove. So it doesn't <laughs> ruin the film. So like, say I'm, I'm talking to a producer. Nobody talks to you. They only talk to you when they have a question. Otherwise they just ignore you the entire time. So they film us nonstop. They have a cameraman at night. And if one of us wake up, cause think about it, right? So some people wake up in the middle of the night to chat. So they have to be ready to catch that. So they catch every single thing we say. And so they can piece together whatever they want. They don't make something seem extra because people are exactly how we are on TV. They do, if they want, sometimes I feel like they can make things look a certain way. So Drew, my first season, <laughs> he was such an idiot. Drew, they hated him because he was such an asshole to production that when he he made a couple of shots in a challenge, but they didn't make him, they made it look like he didn't make any. And he was so <laughs> pissed. But he, that, I think just producers was like, you know what, this guy's an asshole. Like, we're just going to, we're just going to fuck him over right there. Yeah. But everything else is pretty much accurate. Uh, I mean, like you said, we're all hungry. We're all on this, like, on the brink. Like, the fact that we even keep it together that much is insane. So it's not extra. They don't, like, they really wanted John Rocker to not go home, but he went home. So they don't get their way because at the end of the day, tribal council is tribal council. And there's nothing they can do. Maybe they can hint towards somebody like, hey, like, you should take your immunity idol to, to, um, to tribal today. Maybe some stuff like that. But. It's all pretty real. There's, um, if it wasn't, they, a lot of winners wouldn't have won and they would have picked different win- people to win, you know? Well, I just always wonder, like, are the cameramen nudging people toward those idols? Who was the, the real uh-huh. dumbass that found three idols that season? Was it Colton or I forget who it was. It was like, one of the guys. Oh was, God, so, it'll come Yeah, to me. so the idol thing, I will co-sign uh, Boston Rob on Extinction when we were finding idols. Suddenly, Boston Rob found like five, um, I mean, the, the five tokens. And all of us were like, hmm, because he was alone with them. 
and they do really like busting Rob. So I like I never got that favoritism. They don't hate me, but they don't. They're definitely not the kind of people that was like, oh yeah, let's help Natalie because I think they know I don't need help. But Boston Rob definitely got help from production. And when he like got a little scratch, you're like, oh my god, Boston Rob's injured. I was like, it was nothing but a little scrape. Like stop it. It's not that serious. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been okay. Was Jacqueline on your idols? Yes, she didn't okay. find any idols. Her like husband. Oh, John. Yes, yes. he <laughs> found like multiple, and we were like, "This guy's an idiot. How is he finding yes. these oh my idols?" God, I hated John. Uh, like, he was on extinction, but like, yeah, maybe, he, yeah, yeah, he's no. not finding those idols on on his own, especially like because they were going off on some island where they were like, yeah, yeah, they were just we wandering had around looking for idols, and he just and happened he to stumble it. upon the idol. Like, come on, yeah, I don't know, maybe. But then Jeremy went later, and if anything, they wanted Jeremy to find it instead right. of him. So I don't know. Jeremy, I remember that idol because Jeremy, I wished when John came back with it and Jeremy went to find it and John found it. So I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. Suspicious. Not me. I didn't get any damn help. It was suspicious. (laughs) Or like anytime Ozzy found an idol, like he was really smart, but they loved Ozzy. They did love Ozzy. They loved Ozzy. And Ozzy's really good at the challengers. That's all I know. Yeah, he's good. I'm not buying it. Poor Nikki, she's lost. She doesn't have any she, idea what we're yeah. talking no, about. No, but I love it. I love it because I, I can. I feel like I can follow along. Like I get it, and it seems so dramatic. And I'm like about to go so, put it on right now. So that when I was when I watch the games, that's the one thing I think of. It's like involving this like idea of like not only physical but involving some kind of gameplay in the games. But imagine that the games if you could play an idol when you get when you're on your last. But it's like, oh, I have an idol. This is my immunity. I like don't get bored. I don't get kicked off right now. <laughs> Like, oh, like when, when cuts were happening or whatever, <laughs> and you like come in last, all like, like poor like <laughs> Scott Panchik hobbling so. across the line with his bum knee and his idol in his hand. Like, mm, no, I'm, I actually won this event, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> this is my uh, yeah exactly. Or imagine um, when I watch like the ones where you can start with an advantage, so it's like he yeah, starts so I'm saying, like, one round ahead, yeah. <laughs> like me on the last. Maybe then I'd watch it, honestly. It would make Ooh. it way more interesting. Actually, that would be kind of cool. The games would be better yeah. with the Survivor twist. No food, no food allowed yeah. <laughs> oh, for the week. Oh, my God. Uh, really sleeping like outside in the dirt. Well, they, <laughs> you mean, know, they, they nearly killed Annie Thor's daughter one year due to heat stroke. So I'm not, I'm not sure we want to start encouraging Dave to start putting this stuff into the games. Things could go south really quickly. Yeah, yeah that would be funny. Like that one challenge where they were on the sand and like, Four people almost died. Yeah, yeah that was one way they took medevac Colton or whoever. Yeah, um, I would say the ch- like the survive the crossfitters would be like me though on the puzzles. I was always the worst. I would crush the physical part. I would come to the puzzle and then all the idiots would catch up to me and I'm like stuck <laughs> on the puzzle. So that that would be all the crossfitters. <laughs> And then all the nerds would pass me by and I'd be like, oh, I need to stop practicing my puzzle. Damn it. <laughs> Well, yeah. that is that is one of the interesting things about the show. And Nikki, you'll see it as you start, if you watch multiple seasons, a lot of the games are the same year over year. And every yeah. time I see them, I'm like, man, I'd have to practice that because I I feel the same way. I'd be terrible at puzzles, like absolutely yeah. horrible. But I'd be okay in the the other stuff, or at least I like to think I would be. I don't know if I would be. <laughs> but it sounds an awful lot like Legends of the Hidden Temple. I'm just throwing that out there. What's that? What? <laughs> Wait, how old are you? Well, I think Robin America, maybe that's why. I'm 36. Uh, okay. 35. Okay, so, yeah, it was if you grew up here, maybe you would you would have watched yeah, Meg no, has no I, idea what I'm talking about. Nope. No, yeah, no, I'm no. like the same as Meg though, because I moved here when I was 13. So we've probably been in America for the same amount of time. Yeah. All right. Well now I'm now I'm just old and out of touch. So let's let's move on from here. There you go. Well, Natalie, John thank thought you it was for, funny. Thank you for joining us. Super fun uh, and unique. It was funny, Nikki, when when she goes, hey, when can I come on the podcast? I'm like, well, we've got some stuff booked. We've got CrossFit Cowboy and Scott Pancheck, and, you know, I named everyone coming on. She's like, man, that's a lineup. I'm going to come on. And everybody's going to be like, who's this brown girl? <laughs> well, <laughs> now you know. <laughs> yeah. Now everybody knows who the brown it. girl is. Well, the I'm excited. CrossFitter who yeah. lost $2 million. Yeah, that's me. But has all the assault gear because of it. So yeah, you know. that is not the trade-off you guys think it is. Yeah, it's not yeah. probably not the yeah. and also all the noble gear, which is probably oh, true, about worth two million. So I that actually might be worth two million. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I might have got at least two million dollars worth of stuff by now. Yeah. 
five yeah. pants, a couple of shoes. Done. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Two, two pairs of shoes. You have your two million worth. You're good. <laughs> yeah. You're good. Oh, basically. <laughs> well, I'm excited you came on. You're welcome anytime you want, anytime at all. This is super fun. And uh, if you know the little that I know about you from Instagram and the and the times we've talked, you are not shy to share your opinion. So when we have things we need opinions on, we're going to reach out to you and have you come. Hell uh, yeah, let's do that. Come way in. Yeah, nice, nice to meet you guys. Nice to see you again, Meg. Uh, yeah, stay well, Nikki. Good luck with the baby. Thank you. Thank you so much, and congrats on your engagement. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, Nikki, good to see you. Also, Likewise. glad you could join us. And uh, for everyone listening, uh, thanks for being on and we will chat with you guys soon.